0: Chapter Twelve of Dogs and All About Them This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dogs and All About Them by Robert Layton. Chapter Twelve The Skipper Key. The skipper key may fitly be described as the Paul Pry of canine society. His insatiate inquisitiveness induces him to poke his nose into everything. Every strange object excites his curiosity, and he will, if possible, look behind it. The slightest noise arouses his attention, and he wants to investigate its cause. There is no end to his liveliness but he moves about with almost cat-like agility, without upsetting any objects in a room, and when he hops he has a curious way of catching up his hind legs. The skipper-key's disposition is most affectionate, tinged with a good deal of jealousy, and even when made one of the household he generally attaches himself more particularly to one person whom he owns, and whose protection he deems his special duty. These qualities endear the Skipperkey key as a canine companion, with a quaint and lovable character. And he is also a capital vermin-dog. When properly entered, he cannot be surpassed as a ratter. Skipper-keys have always been kept as watch-dogs on the Flemish canal barges, and that, no doubt, is the origin of the name, which is the Flemish for little skipper, the syllable key forming the diminutive of shipper the respectable antiquity of this dog is proved by the result of the researches mr van der snicht and mr van buggenhout made in the archives of flemish towns which contains records of the breed going back in pure type over a hundred years the first skipper key which appeared at a show in this country was mr barry's Flo. this was however such a mediocre specimen that it did not appeal to the taste of the english dog-loving public in 1888 Dr. Seelig brought over Skip, Dreisky, and Mia. The first-named was purchased by Mr. E. B. Jokum, and the two others by Mr. G. R. Krell. Later on Mr. Jokum became the owner of Mr. Green's Stutz, and bought Fritz of Spa in Belgium, and these dogs formed the nucleus of the two kennels which laid the foundation of the breed in England. It was probably the introduction of the Skipper Key to England that induced Belgian owners to pay greater attention to careful breeding, and a club was started in 1888 in Brussels, whose members, after long and earnest consideration, settled a description and standard of points for the breed. Not long afterwards, the Skipper Key Club England, was inaugurated and drew up the following standard of points, which was adopted in December 1890 and differed only very slightly from the one acknowledged by the belgian society and later by the st hubert skipperkey club standard of points of the skipperkey club england head foxy in type skull should not be round but broad and with little stop the muzzle should be moderate in length fine but not weak should be well filled out under the eyes nose, black and small, eyes, dark brown, small, more oval than round and not full, bright and full of expression, ears, shape, of moderate length, not too broad at the base, tapering to a point, carriage, stiffly erect, and when in that position the inside edge to form as near as possible a right angle with the skull and strong enough not to be bent otherwise than lengthwise. Teeth Strong and level. Neck Strong and full, rather short, set broad on the shoulders and slightly arched. Shoulders Muscular and sloping. Chest Broad and deep in brisket back short, straight and strong loins powerful, well drawn up from the brisket. Forelegs perfectly straight, well under the body with bone in proportion to the body. Hind legs strong, muscular, hocks well let down. Feet small, cat like and standing well on the toes. Nails. Black. Hind quarters, Fine compared to the fore parts. muscular and well-developed thighs, tailless, rump well-rounded. Coat. Black, abundant, dense, and harsh, smooth on the head, ears, and legs, lying close on the back and sides, but erect and thick round the neck, forming a mane and frill, and well-feathered on back of thighs weight about 12 pounds. General appearance. A small cobby animal with sharp expression, intensely lively, presenting the appearance of being always on the alert. Disqualifying points. Drop or semi-erect ears. Faults. White hairs are objected to, but are not disqualifying. The back of the skipper key is described as straight, but it should round off at the rump which should be rotund and full, guinea pig-like. The continued straight line of a terrier's back is not desirable, but it will frequently be found in specimens that have been docked. The Belgian standard requires the legs to be fine and not have much bone. The bone of a terrier is only met with in coarse skipperkeys. As to size, it need only be noted that the maximum of the small size that is to say, twelve pounds, is that generally preferred in England as well as in Belgium. Further, it is only necessary to remark that the Skipperkey is a dog of quality, of distinct characteristics, cobby in appearance, not long in the back nor high on the leg, the muzzle must not be weak and thin, nor short and blunt, and, finally, he is not a prick-eared, black-wire-haired terrier. The Skipperkey's tail, or rather its absence, has been the cause of much discussion, and at one time gave rise to considerable acrimonious feeling amongst fanciers. On the introduction of this dog into Great Britain, it arrived from abroad with a reputation of being a tailless breed, but whether Belgian owners accidentally conveyed that impression, or did it purposely to give the breed an additional distinction, is difficult to say anyhow the Skipperkey is no more tailless than the old english sheep-dog that is to say a larger number of individuals are born without any caudal appendage or only a stump of a tail than in any other variety of dogs it is said that a docked dog can be told from one that has been born tailless in this way when the docked animal is pleased a slight movement at the end of the spine where the tail was cut off is discernible but the naturally tailless dog sways the whole of its hind quarters. End of Chapter Twelve.